Welcome to the Life 21 Church Podcast. Thanks for joining with us today as we explore the Gospel of Matthew. We pray that as you listen, you would come to more fully understand the answer to this age-old question, who is this Jesus? When I was a kid, I loved spy movies. I loved seeing shrewdness and wisdom in action as people would navigate circumstances, situations in incredibly genius ways. And what it was, I believe in my heart, was an appetite and a desire to see that and know that in God and to walk in accordance with that shrewdness. Jesus had told his disciples a few chapters earlier than what we're reading today that they were to be as shrewd as serpents. Today in our reading, Jesus is going to model that shrewdness. But he also said, be as innocent as doves. Let's watch as Jesus demonstrates to us this superior wisdom in Matthew 22, verses 15 through 22. Verse 15 says this, Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. Now these were the same Pharisees that had just thought through how to kill him. He had just been sharing parables with them, one after another after another. And this is what they do. Verse 16, they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. How tricky. Here's what it is. It's disciples, so it's different than the people that Jesus related to. So they thought, well, maybe if we go to him direct, he's going to have his guard up. Let's send some of the ones that follow us, and maybe Jesus won't recognize them. But in order to trap him, let's send some of the governmental Roman leaders, the Herodians with him, who will be very particular with our disciples to catch him. So if there is a way that he violates our law of Israel or the empire's rule of Rome, either way, we can trap him in either ditch. So here, let's see how Jesus, cornered on every side, responds. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Now, this was a very fitting question to ask and a fair question. I would want to know what Jesus thought about taxation, too. Jesus is a genius. It's not bad that they're asking him questions, but the intent by which they're asking him. A quick side note for us. God is wanting to release to us an incredible discernment regarding spirits of flattery. In the proverb, it talks about that the one who speaks flattery sets a net or a trap for their neighbor. I found in my own life that many times when I'm trying to get my way or a particular way, in my past when I was steeped in manipulation and other things, I would begin to operate in what seemed like honor. God's designed the human heart to open up to and respond to honor. How the Godhead functions is they're constantly honoring one another. They're speaking praise and honor and articulating to each other the glory of who each other are. We see that throughout scriptures when all three of them were actively engaged in the life of Jesus. 
It says the spirit would not try to bring honor to himself, but speak what the son was speaking. And Jesus wasn't after his own glory, but to glory the father by speaking about the father to his disciples. In the same way, God's designed us as humans to speak to one another, not in worship like we do at the Godhead, but in praise and honor. And as we speak God's love, God's truth of who each other are and the glory of that, it binds us to each other and it opens the doors of our heart for a connectedness and a unity and a oneness that the Trinity experiences and desires to share with us. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful invitation. May your heart gain revelation of how the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit relate to one another. And as you are desiring closeness and nearness to both them and to others, may you know that it's the culture of honor that's the doorway. It's the climate. It's the environment in which unity and community can exist. Community cannot exist in the Petri dish or the atmosphere of dishonor. And if you found a lack of community or friendship in your own life, I would exhort you to practice honoring people around you with a greater intentionality, speaking back to them about their value, your appreciation for them, and what you see in them that you admire. Now, these people did that to Jesus, but they were trying to open his heart for their own gains. I'm guilty as charged of that. May you be set free if you functioned in flattery, which is the counterfeit of a culture of honor. And may you be given eyes and ears to see and sense out when a spirit of flattery is at work. I had one believer in my life that was wanting to introduce their thoughts and their opinions of how I should lead a ministry. Now, they were not consciously operating in flattery in order to get their own way. But because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, as they were beginning to speak to me about how much they appreciated me and how good of a job I was doing, the Holy Spirit just touched my heart with the gift of the distinguishing of spirits, which is one of the 1 Corinthians 12 gifts. And all of a sudden, in that moment, the Lord showed me a spirit of flattery and manipulation. And I knew in that moment that even though this believer was just trying to honor me, what the enemy was wanting them to agree with was flattering me to try to gain influence in my life so that they could manipulate or get me to move in accordance with their desires. Now, it's beautiful. If a believer has God's desires more than I do, I want them to come. I want them to honor me, to speak how God values me. I want them in a good way to shift and change my thought patterns and the way that I direct a specific ministry. But it's God's spirit that reveals the difference between God's desires and his love being expressed through us to each other and the enemy's desires and our fleshly self-centered desires being expressed one to another. May God give you discernment if you, like me, have had flattery in your heart or you've been blind to flattery operating through those around you. May you, in the most peaceful of ways, be given that discernment as we'll see Jesus was given here. So they just praised him. They called him a teacher, a man of integrity, that he teaches the way of God, that he's in accordance with the truth. 
that he's not swayed by others like the spiritual leaders are, and that he doesn't even pay attention to who other people are. He's so set on his father. You'd think that they were quite the praisers, but Jesus, verse 18, knowing their evil intent, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Oh, I love that. Now, please do not say such things to people that are working in flattery but don't know it. Jesus was rebuking them because they knew what they were doing. You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. Jesus was so wise here. He gave them the opportunity to articulate what these coins were for, what they were all about. They were Roman coins that were a part of what was used for subjects of the Roman Empire to give tribute This was not given out. This tax was not for Roman citizens, but rather on the subject peoples. These questions are coming at a time where Jesus had just entered Jerusalem on a donkey. Jesus had just been worshipped as the coming Messiah that was going to throw off and destroy Roman oppression. And so the spiritual leaders are coming to bait him to say something I'm sure like, no, we're done with Roman taxation. We're not going to submit to that any longer. The kingdom of heaven is here. Rome will no longer rule over us. This tax is finished. If Jesus would have declared that off with his head, the Roman government would have came in as he would have been one of those many insurrectionists. And Jesus knew that that wasn't the father's route for him. The father knew that Jesus would be executed by Rome, but by being handed over by the Jewish leaders for having claimed to be God and to be the Messiah. That was the Father's plan, and Jesus was lining up with the Father's plan and expressing it perfectly. When they heard this, these disciples of the leaders, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. I love how frequently this happens in the Gospels. Jesus, when he was tempted by Satan direct in the desert, He resisted by the Spirit of God, by the Word and the wisdom of God, and at the end of the testing, Satan left him for an opportune moment. I want you to really connect with Jesus' heart today on this. Jesus was constantly being visited by Satan and by demonic spirits through people. They would test him. They would question him. They would do all kinds of things, and he constantly had to stand his ground Staying engaged with the Father's will. And as we're meditating on this, it just makes me think of how often in marriage and friendship and in workplaces, the enemy comes in to test us. As people ask us questions that irritate us or confuse us, people demand things that they want in pride or self-centeredness, we're constantly visited by the work of the enemy to see if the enemy can get us to bend our knee and to depart from God. But I want to encourage you to stand firm for the enemy will leave at some point. He will walk away if you'll persevere and stay in the word of God and in the wisdom of Christ. 
Today, the prayer prompt for us is, Jesus, how is the enemy trying to trap me currently, and what wisdom do you have for me? I'd encourage you as this podcast episode ends to take that question to the Lord because the enemy's constantly trying to trap us. But Paul said, we are not unaware of Satan's schemes. Today, may you see more clearly ways that the enemy's trying to hold you back. And may you receive from the spirit of wisdom, the grace of God by which you can pass through resisting the enemy and causing him to flee from you so that you can walk into what the Father has planned for you. Thanks for joining with us today. May God continue to reveal to you by his spirit who indeed is this Jesus. Thank you.